All right, all right. Oh my gosh, guys. It's another episode of the Craftsman Creative Podcast. How cool is that? Thank you for being here. Thanks for your time and attention. And today we are talking about the Creator Economy Expo or CEX 2023. I just got back last night late. Oh my gosh, what an event. And I want to talk about three lessons from the event that you can apply to your business right now. And, you know, just to give you some non-spoilers, this is not about what people said during their presentations or things I learned directly from uh, having conversations with people because those are personal to me. But it's really more of an overview of how to use events like Creator Economy Expo to move your business forward. So if you have not yet been doing events, going to events, connecting with people at events, then here's some strategies that you can implement that will help you out. So what I see is that too many people go to events, they consume a ton of information, and then they try to implement everything <laughs> when they get home. And that is a quick recipe for burnout and zero progress. So that's honestly the biggest thing that I see wrong. But I, you know, second to that is people aren't going to events. They're not connecting with others in their industry. They're not learning from the industry leaders. They're not having putting themselves in situations where they could connect and learn and grow and create partnerships and opportunities and things like that for their business. So the thing is, events have been essential to the growth of my business over the last 18 months. But I do think there's a right and a wrong way to approach them to get the desired outcomes. So we're talking about more connections, more opportunities, more progress. So what I think it comes down to is how you show up and the mindset that you bring to the event. That is so, so important. Now, a couple of things. You cannot meet everyone. This was a smaller event. It's 350 people. Last year, I think, it was 250. So it was a bigger event. But still, there's no way you're going to meet every single person there. And if you try, you're going to fail and you're probably going to burn yourself out. And it's going to feel really transactional. You're going to be going up to people saying, hey, how are you? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. And then if they're not exactly who you're looking for, you're going to move on to the next person, the next person. And I guarantee you that um, going deep is much better than being shallow and just trying to connect with as many people as possible instead of uh, connecting deeply with this with just a select few the other thing is you cannot apply everything you learned. It's just impossible. You're not going to be able to go to every single part of the event. You're not going to be able to go to every breakout room, every meetup, every dinner, every conversation. You're just not going to be able to. And if you come home and you've got this big notebook full of notes and things that you want to do and you try to do them all, you're going to burn out. Uh, it's just not possible to try to implement everything that you've learned. There's always going to be too many things and you know, if they're, if the speakers and presenters are good, they're going to convince you that, yeah, Pinterest is a good strategy for you right now. And you should be doing TikTok and you should be doing Twitter and you should be doing email and, 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 and all of a sudden you're going to spread yourself too thin. You're going to diffuse your focus and your energy. And all of those different implementations are going to be less effective because of it. So what you have to do is go in with intention and a desire to get answers to the one or two things that you need help most with in your business right now. So let's dive into that. Here's some things to do in order to get better results from going to conferences and events like this. The first one, like I mentioned, it's all about how you show up. So again, don't try to connect with every single person. And when you do try to connect, don't interrupt, right? So there are plenty of times, probably a dozen times this event in three days, 
where I was talking to one or two or three or four people. We're in a little circle and we're having a conversation. We're mid conversation. And someone would come up, join the circle and just start talking. (laughs) And it was like, we're in the middle of something. And so you've derailed my train of thought. You've interrupted something that maybe was important for me or the other person. And now both of us are looking at you like, that was really rude. What's up? Like, now we're looking at you like, how quickly can we get you to go somewhere else (laughs) instead of interacting with us? Now, there were plenty of times where someone would come up, you know, maybe it'd be at one of those um, tables. uh, What do you call those? Not bar tables, maybe bar tables. The taller ones that you stand around, they're a little bit less diameter than a regular seated table. You know, three or four people there. And if someone would walk up and kind of, you know, look at me and say, you know, give me that look of like, hey, I'd like to join this group, I would more than happily welcome them in. I'd be like, hey, come on in, you know, especially if I wasn't talking, if I was just doing the listening and someone else was talking, I would happily welcome people into the circle. And hopefully they're they're good and they're not going to just interrupt. Um, So don't just interrupt conversations. Don't just make it about you and say, hey, this is who I am and this is what I do and this is what I'm looking for. It feels very transactional at that point. And it's actually a way to find the right people because if there's a tight group that are already friends and they're having a conversation and you try to join in and they're just like, hey, you know, like we're in a conversation, that's okay. It's not rude for them to just keep having a conversation and not invite you in. It just means wrong time or wrong place or wrong people. So go find other people. That's totally fine. There's hundreds of people to connect with. And it also shows you who the right people are. Like if there's someone who is gracious and you know brings you into the circle and then starts asking about you and who you are and what you do, that's a good person to connect with because they're someone who's interested in helping more than uh, extracting value from a transactional conversation. So another idea in that regard is to plan stuff outside of the event, like be the connector, um, come up with a dinner or a coffee or a morning walk or an afternoon walk or any of those things. Like most events these days have a Slack channel or a Facebook group or a discord where it there, they welcome you bringing value to the event. So what you're doing is you're contributing and you're making the event more valuable. So last year, I brought 250 copies of my book to the event. I was contributing to the value of the event because everybody got a free $20 book. That made the event more valuable. And then I was participating in dinners and walks and hikes and things like that. And this year I even set up a walk. I didn't end up doing it because my schedule changed. But, you know, I went to a dinner that someone put together and I went to other events outside of the official agenda And those people are seen as connectors. They're the ones bringing five or 10 or 20 people together and letting them interact with each other. And that makes them more valuable for having made that recommendation and creating that opportunity for people to connect. So go in with a mindset of, I'm going to contribute to this event. I'm going to be active. I'm going to participate and I'm going to bring value to it and contribute. So that's the big one, how you show up. The second one is kind of how you approach the content of an event like this, a conference where there's a lot of breakout sessions, a lot of keynote speeches, a lot of opportunities. I mean, there's probably uh, four, you know, 10 to 12 different people that I sat in a room and listened to them on stage and was taking notes to their ideas. 
maybe three of them were pertinent to where I'm at in my business right now and the things that I'm seeking information on. So the other 10 or 12, yeah, I took notes. I'm going to file those away and, you know, put a little tag by them that says Pinterest strategy or Twitter strategy or whatever it might be, sponsor strategy. And when the time is right, now I have those things captured, but that's not what was resonating with me right now. So it's important to still take notes. They might be valuable in the future. Don't just tune out. But also don't go in thinking you have to take notes and then implement everything you learn. So what I like to say is seek out resonance. There's this moment where you're just like kind of nodding along and you're, you've are you got this little smile on your face where you're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed right now. Sometimes you knew that going in because the title of the talk or the speaker it's himself or herself were the people you wanted to learn from. But there were one or two times this event where I was like, oh my gosh, I was not expecting that, but that's exactly the insight that I needed. Sometimes it's even something I've heard a dozen times, but it just resonated because it was a different time and place and a different way of phrasing it, different context, and it worked. So there's a different um, a difference between what's, what I th- am thinking about calling a transformational keynote, and it really comes from the clarity and the preparation and the delivery of the speaker. So if you are speaking at an event, Like, don't just slap some slides together and talk for 15 minutes or 40 minutes. Really prepare and do your homework and really, like, dial in and find a good framework for putting a presentation together. But then when that happens, you're going to resonate with more people. So if you're a speaker, but then if you're sitting in the room and one of those talks really resonated, circle it, highlight it, you know, make it bold so that it's the one thing that stands out when you get home of like, that's the thing I need to revisit, go back to my notes and figure out what am I going to do about this. But also outside of the actual like breakout rooms or the keynote speeches, it's it's good actually to share either your struggles or what you're working on with people. So you can, you know, if you see people that you've known online and you're meeting them in person, you know, they're going to say, hey, how's it going? What are you working on? It's totally fine to be like, you know, I'm I'm here because I'm really stuck on this. I said that probably three or four times. It's like, I'm really excited for this framework that I've put together. And, you know, I'm just really trying to figure out the lead generation to get this new big high ticket offer off the ground, right? And that's where people can then focus their listening and their responses and their ideas to what you need. And it's a really great way to kind of tee them up so they can give you valuable feedback. And there were one or two really great opportunities that came from that where I put myself in the right room or had you know someone that I was talking to and I said, look, this is what I'm working on. And like, for example, Jay Klaus was there and we chatted a bunch over the week and I shared my framework with him. And he's like, oh, tell me what's your framework. And I said, mindset, outcomes, visibility, implement systems and expand your impact. And he's like, you know what you need to do? He's like, what I would do is just drop the extra words and just keep it to, um, implement and expand. It's like, you know what? It's probably cleaner and more, um, clear, more clear (laughs) for people. There's more clarity around that. So I'll probably do that. I'll probably just drop the extra verbs and the extra words and whatever the grammatically correct (laughs) identifier is for those words. But like, that was something that resonated so much in the moment. And then I went to Jay Akunzo's, uh, speech or breakout session, And it was talking about how to become someone's favorite podcast. And it resonated so much, not just in the podcast space, but I was like, man, that framework I can directly apply 
to my marketing and to my newsletter, especially. It's like, man, this is like a three for one because it resonated so, so much. So seek out resonance. That's such an important step as well. Then the last thing I wanted to touch on was, you know, again, I've kind of mentioned this, but it's about implementation, not just gathering as much information as possible. So when you get home from an event like this, you know, give yourself a day or two to kind of regroup, get back into the swing of things. Maybe even, you know, I got back late last night. I'm basically taking most of today, Friday off because there's still too much going on in my brain and I'm a little tired for being underslept or, you know, some of these days were like 14 hours and I'm, you know, I just barely got home and I'm trying to catch up with my family. And I'm like, okay, the last thing I want to do is lock myself in a room and say, I need peace and quiet for the next five hours so I can figure this stuff out. No, just give yourself a little bit of time. Let those things kind of settle in. And then find the one thing you want to apply to your business. And then I would make a hard and fast rule that you're not allowed to try and implement something else until after you've done that first thing, until it's built out or it's working or you've reached a certain milestone, because otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to give up and nothing will change in your business because you tried to do too much all at once. So let's talk about, you know, maybe you're afraid of going to events or events haven't worked for you that well. Um, You know, if you're an introvert, well, so are half of the people there. I honestly believe half the people there are introverts. They've just gotten really good at showing up and choosing to be a a situational extrovert where they can go, look, I'm going to just say hi to people. I'm going to say, hi, my name's Darren and I work with creatives and I help them grow their businesses. What do you do? It's one sentence or two sentences that you can get really comfortable with. And I guarantee half the people you talk to are going to be grateful that you started the conversation because they are also an introvert. So again, it goes back to how you're showing up, going to an event and making sure that you're not just going to stand around and wait because you're going to miss out on opportunities. Most people there are self-interested, meaning they're there to get something for themselves. So the best thing you can do is try and get into one-on-one situations and lead with value because you're going to form deeper connections with them and you're not going to get burnt out or overwhelmed by trying to compete with the extroverts in a group of five or six people because you're not going to win out. I guarantee it. People will always be louder and more uh, direct and interrupting and all those things. It's going to be really hard. So find one person at, at a time and just say, hey, you know, um, I'd love to chat with you. Do you want to come over here and sit or do you want to stand or just stand there and talk to them for five or ten minutes? And some of the best conversations I had were the 15 to 20 minute deeper conversations where I got to really know somebody, whether it was at dinner or or in between or at lunch, because I put myself in a situation where I was sitting next to someone I didn't know and just said, hi, um, I probably have a little bit of introvert in me because there were certainly times where after getting stopped, you know, multiple times as I was trying to get to the bathroom, um, I was like, man, I... I'm not an extrovert. I don't thrive on this. It's actually draining to be nonstop being stopped and um, pulled pulled and interrupted and all those things because people knew who I was because I gave my book out last year. Um, the other thing I often see as a hesitancy or a reason not to go to conferences is because they can't afford it. And I would hope to shift your mindset from thinking of it as an expense to an investment. Because if you approach the event this way, the way that I've talked about how you show up seeking resonance and implementation over imp- over information, then you're actually investing in the growth and future of your business because you're there. 
you know, my time at CEX last year led to over a dozen podcast appearances, a dozen new friendships, as well as new clients, partnerships, and opportunity. I mean, I can tie directly over $15,000 in revenue last year to that event because people joined my community, they hired me for coaching, and then I did the partnership um, with Joe Polizzi, who put puts on CEX, he and the Tilt put it on, and we did a partnership um, we created a podcast together, the 10K Creator, and that led to $12,150 uh, direct revenue into my business because I met him at that event. I showed up the way that I've told you in today's episode and got created those opportunities for partnerships and for new uh, projects. So don't think about it as you can't afford it. Think about it as you can't not afford it, <laughs> right? Um it's you can't not go. They're really, really essential for the growth and uh, progress of your business. So again, just to sum up how you show up to these events really matters. Don't be the person that's getting the mic, you know, ripped away for them and being belligerent with people and interrupting a lot of people. I saw a few of those at this event and it was really unfortunate that they thought that was the way to stand out and to show up to an event like this. Don't do that. But seek out resonance as you're there. Seek out conversations and people and talks and things like that. And really pay attention to what resonates most. What do you feel is the most important thing for you in your business right now? And then when you get home, remember it's about implementation, not just all the information you gathered. So do one thing at a time. Spend a week or a month on it, getting it built out, implementing it in your business before you go to the next step. And that is how to really succeed when it comes to conferences, workshops, events like um, Creator Economy Expo and how to use them in your business to get the outcomes that you care about. So that's it for today. Um, if you have not yet done so, I highly recommend that you head over to scorecard.craftsmancreative.co and take my free scorecard. It's super valuable because you're. it's almost like getting a slice of coaching from me. I'm gonna ask you like 35 questions, takes about three to five minutes depending on how quickly you get through them and then at the end there's tons of resources that are specific to your answers to the scorecard so instead of just saying here's all of my content all at once good luck what it's doing is I've pulled out the most impactful things that you need depending on where you're at in your journey. So if you need help with email, I'll help you with a couple of resources. If you need help for visibility and marketing, same thing there. So depending on where you're at and your results from the scorecard, I can give you fairly personalized feedback with podcast episodes, blog posts, chapters from my book, and things like that that are all free to help you take the right next step in your journey right now. So again, that's scorecard.craftsmancreative.co, and I hope that you will do so. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.